Welcome to Walking with God, Pat Berry and Jeff Quinto's podcast, where Pat and Jeff talk about their walk with Christ. My name is Jeff Quinto. And I'm Pat Berry. Every once in a while, Jeff and I get together and we talk about the most important thing in our lives, our walk with Jesus Christ. Today we have a question. The question is, who's in control? Are you setting your own course or are you walking by faith and letting God set the course for you? You know, it's human nature to set our own path, but that isn't what God intends for us. There are many scripture verses we could refer to, from Psalms to Jeremiah to Romans to the Gospels. Personally, I like Matthew eleven twenty-eight and 30. Hear the word of the Lord. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So my question is, and I think it's a question of a lot of people, as human beings, why don't we allow God to lead us or lead us more? And I also believe I'm going to answer this because I think I may have an answer. Isn't that nice of me? I think, seriously, we are all broken, rebellious people, and we want to go our own way. It's human nature from, from the time that we're born. And I also believe... It becomes more pronounced as we age, uh, just like when Jesus says, you know, come to him as little children. And Jeff, you've got a great story about uh, this that I, I think kind of goes along with my point. Sure. Well, the story is about trust. It's about complete trust, actually. And it's, it concerns a friend of mine, Bill Dunn, who is quite a boater. As a matter of fact, he's had, I guess for his whole adult life, a speedboat of one form or other. And the one that I saw him with was an incredible boat. And he lives in Florida. So the boats that he had were capable of maneuvering in the Atlantic Ocean and even in uh, rough waters. And so Bill has always been a boater. And he was out with another man and his son. And they were going through the ocean. The son was sitting on the bench in the back. And the man that was going with Bill and Bill were at the, the, where the tiller was, where the, where the wheel was. And they were in the middle of the boat. And so they're going through the water. And they turn around and they realize that Daniel is no longer sitting on the bench at the back of the boat. So we're in the ocean now. So you, you, you can immediately realize that Daniel must have, as a little boy, nine or ten, must have bounced out the back of the boat. And it's so noisy they wouldn't have heard anything. And they look around and there's no Daniel. They don't see Daniel anywhere. And so they, they go, oh, my gosh. So they try to retrace their steps, which is not so easy in the ocean. I mean, there aren't like road signs or anything. So they go around in the path at which they think they came from in the boat looking for Daniel. And there in the ocean bobbing around is Daniel some distance away. And they go and get him. And they say to him, oh, my God, Daniel, were you afraid? And Daniel said, no, I knew you were going to come back and get me. I wasn't afraid. Hmm. So here we have this Daniel in the ocean, in the middle of the ocean where he can't even see the boat that is, he's just bounced out of. Right. And is he nervous? Is he upset? Is he, is he frightened? Is he freaking out? What is he doing? No, he's calm because he had trust that his dad would come back and get him. And sure enough, his dad did. Now that to me is a story that tells the kind of trust we are meant to have in the Lord, aren't we? Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great story. It's a great lesson. I'm not sure... Uh... Not sure what I would have done in that uh, in that situation, but as you said, that's the level of faith that we should have because the reality is a lot of us are bobbing around in the ocean every day, right? 
Absolutely. And uh, it, it, we should be, we should know that that we're going to be okay because our heavenly Father is there, and he's he's not going to let us drown. Yeah, but we spend so much of our lives in this in this great anxiety right. about what all could go wrong. We we know everything that can go wrong. We have it perfectly in our minds as to what going wrong might include. We know that, and we'd spend so much less time anxious if we just trusted in the Lord. If we just trusted that the Lord will take care of it, just like Daniel, he was fine because he knew his dad would come back and get him. He knew that that was how this was going to end. It was going to end in a good thing. He was going to bob around for a while. His dad would realize they missed him and they'd come back and get him, which is exactly what happened. And yet we're anxious about all kinds of things. Paul tells us, do not be anxious about anything. And that's really the truth, isn't it? It is. That's a little bit easier said than done, though, isn't it? That it is. Yes, it is, because it's, it's easy to put our faith in ourselves. It's easy to kind of say, okay, I'm going this direction, because after all, the Lord gave us free will, and he gave us a mind, right? So, well, why wouldn't I go my own way? I know the direction that I'm going to go, but if you're really in communication with the Lord, and this is, this is why it's so important to stay in communication with the Lord, and I'm going to be the first to admit I'm not always perfect at this. But I try to stay in communication to just ask him, Lord, show me what you want me to do daily, like literally daily, sometimes multiple times a day. Because if left to my own devices, things probably aren't going to go very well. Yeah, it's the truth, isn't it? And Jesus tells us in John 14, let not your hearts be troubled. But we're troubled so often, aren't we? Yeah. You know, we, we turn on the news, and it is terrible. No matter what side of the political aisle you're on, the news is bad, or it's worse, or it's even worse than you thought it could be. And we're anxious about that. And what it does is, I believe, it diverts us from what's actually important. We should be concentrating on God. We should be looking toward God, trusting that God has control of things in an important way, and not worrying about every little thing that goes wrong in the broken world we live in. Right, along with putting our faith in ourselves, I think we go wrong uh, by putting our faith in other human beings and putting our faith in human leaders. Not that, not that, you know, that's necessarily a, a bad thing to do. But I'm thinking the level of trust that we put in human beings as leaders. And I'm not, look, I'm not talking about liberal, conservative. This isn't a political thing. This is just a human nature thing. It doesn't, it, I don't care what side of the political aisle that you're on or if if you're an independent, it doesn't matter. Whenever we're dealing with human beings, regardless of their intention, regardless of their intention, they're broken people and they're going to make bad decisions at some point. They just are because we're all human beings. It doesn't matter. So let's put less faith in human beings and more faith in God. Absolutely. You know, Psalm 146, 3 and 4 tells us, Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man, in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. You know this from this psalm, the, the princes do not put your trust in princes. Actually, we translate it as that, but it means uh, more noble people, noble people, people in charge, leaders. It has the sense of, of not just princes. It has the sense of leaders. And we shouldn't put our faith in leaders. And that's what we do. You could change this and say, put not your trust in presidents, governors, senators, representatives, 
you cannot put your trust in them because why? Because we're all human. Right. We're all human, and they can't give us salvation. They're all human, and when their breath departs, they return to the earth and their plans perish. So we can't achieve the salvation that we need by trusting in other people. By trusting in, there's only one trust that is worthy of the, of the trust that we need, and that's trust in the Lord. So put not your trust in princes or presidents or senators or whoever your trust is in, it is misplaced. There is only one place where we should be trusting, and that is trusting in the Lord God. This gets into a lot of things, too. You could go, this really gets, it does get into a lot of things, um, because this is what we know, right? This is what we see as human beings. Uh, our lives here is is what we see, and our leaders are making decisions based on that, and unfortunately, not based on the Word of God. They're trying to, to make decisions based on what they think is right. And I just ask, how's that, how's that been working out for us? Generally, uh, generally not so good, uh, especially the past few years. It's just, it has, it's, it's not been a great thing. So more trust, more trust in the Lord is what's needed. Absolutely it is. And we're meant to, as, as we learned from Isaiah, we're meant to rely on the Holy Spirit in our, in our lives. And the Holy Spirit is our teacher behind us telling us to go to the left or the right. We need to lean on that. We need to lean on the Lord. You know, we have a thing now that we have to make decisions instantly, no yes. matter what. We have to respond to emails and to, and to questions instantly in a much better way. Instead of worrying about responding to things instantly, try to respond to them appropriately. And a better way to do it is to stop everything and say to yourself, you know, I'm gonna pray about this. I'm gonna think about this. I'm gonna give this decision a little time. And it's amazing how it's different. This is not like a ping pong match where we're going, somebody says something, you have to immediately respond and then they immediately respond without any thought. It's meant to be more thoughtful. And a way to do that is to just think that what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna think about this, I'm gonna pray about it, I'm gonna give it some time before you answer. I know so many times Times I'll see something or hear something, and I'll think of responding in a bold way, in a in a way that confronts whoever said what they said, and to show them what for. And you know what? That's almost always wrong. Yes. And my impression is almost always wrong. So when I'm mad at somebody for something because the way they drove or the way they did something or whatever, if I knew more about why they did it, I'd realize that it was an appropriate thing. And it's not for me to worry about that. It's not for me to judge other people. You know, Matthew 7, 1 says, judge not lest ye be judged. We're not meant to be going around judging other people. So we do that. The whole thing circles back to this trust. We're trusting in ourselves. We're trusting in other people. We're meant to trust in one place. Trust in the Lord God. That's what we're meant to do. If we do, I think amazing things can happen if if we allow it to. And I also think it's it's important to be in a community because individually we probably aren't going to have this much faith. But together we will. And part of it is when you get together in a community and you start praying with others, good things happen and you'll actually see the fruits of what you're asking for come through. I heard a great story uh, a couple weeks ago from a pastor talking about taking a youth group. They'd been working with a youth group for several months, and they were taking them uh, to like a fun day. In the first half of the day, they were going to evangelize and pray for some people, and then the second half of the day, they were going to have fun in the water park. So they said the night before, they asked the group to pray about what God wants them to pray for, who they wants them to pray for, and, and what he wants them to do, which is an awesome thing. You're talking about 15, 16 year old kids. 
So they do. And on the way to the water park, they said basically all the, the youth group was saying that they saw the same things. There was a, there was, I remember a story of, uh, there was a physical injury. Uh, there was a couple other things and, and there's a woman with a stroller that, that one had a very, like the, God is showing them there's a woman with a stroller. So they, they get there and, uh, they're around the parking lot and the, the person who had the, the vision of a, a woman in a stroller sees a woman in a stroller and goes running up to her and unfortunately scares her, uh, which, you know, you see a, a 15 year old boy running up to you and saying, Hey, Hey, can I talk to you? And you, you, you might say, no, that's okay. And go on your own way. So he learned from that. So they were wandering around and a couple hours later, there was another woman in a stroller coming out. And so this time approached her uh, calmly and said, hi, I'm with, uh, with the youth group over here. And, um, you know, uh, God showed me a vision of a, a woman in a stroller who needed some prayer. Would you mind if we prayed for you? And the woman says, no, that's, that's great. Go, go right on ahead. And he said, well, let me ask you, is there anything in particular that you want us to pray about? And she says, yes, my husband was just killed. And it's that when you let God say, okay, you, you're a vehicle for me to reach people, okay, great things can happen. This is a 15-year-old kid, and this woman just lost her husband, and God is reaching out through this kid to let her know that she's seen and she's loved. That, that's, that's, that's a God thing. If left to our own devices, we're, we're, the, we're, we're what he did the first time right? Hey, I got this great news for you. Even, even if we're trying to do a good thing. So relax and let God do his thing through you. To me, that's what walking in faith is. Absolutely. And you have to do it that way. You have to do it where you, you resign yourself that you are not in control. God is in control. Allow God to be in control. There's a great story of Francis Collins, who is head of the government side of the Human Genome Project and still involved in, in uh, the government. And he is a famous physicist and doctor and an extraordinary scientist and the top of his field. Later in his career, his daughter also followed him into being a doctor. And so he has a daughter who's a doctor, and he's a world-famous doctor. And they arrange for themselves to go to Africa to this remote place and operate a small, small hospital while the people who were generally there got a break. And so they were there for weeks at a time. And the daughter and Francis Collins, and Francis Collins is a Christian. And Francis Collins was there and he thought, you know what, I know all this stuff about medicine. I'll bet we can change this place and turn it into something really great and modernize it. And he had all these great ideas. And after he'd been there a while, he realized he wasn't going to be able to do any of it. And sort of two-thirds of the way through his stay there, there came a Nigerian farmer who, had, who every time he took in a breath, his heart stopped. And then when he didn't take a breath, his heart would, would work. And he, when he, every time he took a breath, his heart stopped. And they determined that there was so much liquid around his heart that he couldn't breathe and keep his heart pumping. The actual act of breathing would stop his heart. And so this is an amazing thing. Now, there's no equipment there. If, if this had happened in the United States or in, some, in, in, a, in a first world country, there's lots of equipment you could bring to bear, but there wasn't any equipment. And they figured out that it was this liquid around the heart and they had to drain the liquid. Now, they had no x-rays or complicated things. What they had to do, what he had to do is he had to take a, a needle, a thick needle, and put it right next to the heart without having an x-ray or anything to know exactly where it was. If he missed the point to drain off the liquid, he would have 
instantly killed the Nigerian farmer. Well, they explained this to the farmer, and the farmer said, yes, go ahead. Go ahead and do it. And so he did. And so he put it in, and he, he said a prayer before he put it in. He put in this needle, and it landed at the right place. At first, unfortunately, blood came out, and he thought, oh, my gosh, I've done it wrong. But that was just the blood that was in this liquid. And then the liquid came out, and he was relieved. Now, it didn't cure him, but it relieved him. And he came back to this Nigerian farmer later and was looking at him. And the Nigerian farmer who spoke English said, you know, I know that I can sense that you are disappointed in the progress you've made here in Africa. But you know what? God brought you here for a purpose. Your purpose was to save my life. God brought you here for that purpose. And that gives us an idea, I think, how God is so involved in little things. In other words, Nigerian farmer wasn't some famous person. We don't even know his name. He's just a Nigerian farmer, but the just is not true. In God's eyes, he's somebody infinitely important. And God brought the greatest scientist in the world halfway across the world to Nigeria to save this farmer's life because he thought so much, he loved the farmer so much that he wanted to do that. And it taught a lesson to Francis Collins. The lesson was that God is in everything and that you need to trust him. You need to trust him because he has a plan. And that's really what this podcast is all about, isn't it? Yes. It's about trust. It's about trust. It's about the knowledge that God is actively at work in the world today, not just in some distant past time in the ancient world. No, God is at work in the world today, just like your story about the kid that gives comfort to the lady whose husband has just died. How right. does that happen? Can you say that's just a random event? I don't think so. God was in the works. God was in that. And that's how the world works. We just have to be open to it. That's the thing. This, this Isaiah quote that I used a minute ago that says that the, the teacher, which is, of course, the Holy Spirit, is behind you telling you to go to the right or the left. We just have to be listening. And it's not so easy to do. We have to slow things down. We can't make decisions instantly. We have to think about things before we do them. We have to pray for an answer. And praying for an answer most often will give us one. It may not give us the answer we want. It may not give us the answer we expected, but it'll give us the answer we need and the world needs. Absolutely. And something else to keep in mind also, we're just passing through. This isn't, this isn't the final destination. And I think that's very helpful when we talk about walking by faith and you know putting our faith in man or God. It's much easier to put your faith in God when you say, this is just a pit stop for me. This is just, this is just a stop, you know, this is just a little blip in the road here. This isn't the end all and be all. So then when, when you have that attitude going in, all of a sudden, you know, things that might be a big deal that might still be a big deal, even temporarily aren't so bad. And you can, you can get through it where if someone doesn't have faith, losing a job or, or a sickness or, or a divorce or, you know bankruptcy name it you just name it 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 can be it can be devastating to them yeah and you know paul tells us that our citizenship is in heaven it's yes. not here as you said a minute ago we're, we're just passing through the more we think like that the more we realize that we need to use this time that we're passing through to help bring god's kingdom into this world in little ways it doesn't have we don't have to move mountains particularly but you know what we can we can be a witness by our lives we can be a witness at work we can be open to God's suggestion as to how we might be able to help people. We can look beyond ourselves in looking to help people. All of those things we can and should do, and it starts with trust in God and not putting our faith in princes or presidents or senators or whatever, fill in the blank. 
Now, you know, Pat and I started this with an idea. It was an idea from C.S. Lewis, and he says, Christianity, if false, is of no importance, and if true, is of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. You see, Pat and I are devoted to that idea, the idea that Christianity is true, and because it's true, it's worth any effort that we can put forth. It's worth so much. It's worth so much, and it's of infinite importance. We both believe that. And we pray that you believe that. We pray that these podcasts will bring you a little closer and in the process bring Pat and I a little closer as well. Will you join me in prayer? Lord, you have told us not to trust in princes, not to trust in other people, but to trust in you, Lord. You've told us to love you with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our might. And Lord, help us to do that and help us to slow down just a bit so that we can think about things before we do them. Think about how they might fit into the world. Think about how you would think about what we are about to do and pray to you, Lord. Pray for answers and pray for enlightenment that we might know what we should do in every situation. And in every situation, may we do what you would do. May all that we do honor you in Jesus' holy and mighty, mighty name. Amen. Amen. 